grounded. He woke. It's the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cowell. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Excuse me. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, glad to have you along for the next hour. You know what's truly amazing, Jared? What would that be? That the NFL has been able to turn an event that everybody knows beforehand, what it what what's happening, yet it's a week-long event. Everybody knows who's on the schedule for all these teams yeah they just don't necessarily know what day and in what order yeah and yet the nfl is able to make this a week-long thing with the the actual reveal tonight we've still learned some learned who the first game is man what a difference this season's gonna look like in some of those primetime games with some of the teams that have not been there in a long time uh we can hit that a little bit uh college football topics Best non-conference games. Also, in the playoff era, who are the best teams to never make it to the playoff? Just in the, I'm not talking about historical. I just mean in that in that time mm-hmm. period. But then, who has the best chance to uh, to make their first playoff this particular season? Did you see Charamel's article about Bedlam? I thought it was very interesting, talking about how a lot of the it doesn't appear right now like a lot of the, the teams are going to play each other in the regular season of Bedlam, but postseason Bedlam games are way more likely with OU moving conferences and how that could kind of work out. Of course, 4A baseball starts today. We'll talk about that, some NBA playoff stuff from last night. But first, before we go through the whole spiel, the daily spiel of what's going on, we have a young listener. Headed up to the baseball game. Trell Windsor. What's up, Trell? You need to be nice all day long. Root hard for the Big Elks. Our Granite and Gigi and your mother will be upset with you. <laughs> so be nice today, Trell. What's up? Also, Wyatt and Tripp, what's up? They're there too. The whole crew going. Whole crew. All going. Big awesome. crew going. Awesome. Big crew going to the game. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're to be outside the listening area, you can stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to kadsam.com or download the Paragon app. The app's got it all. Radio. Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News can be picked up right now at your favorite local newsstands. Let's go pick up a free copy of the Penny News. You can check it out online also at thepennynews.com. Big Elk TV online today, 1.30, for the quarterfinal against Uligaw. Somebody ought to alert the NFHS that Elk City's playing Uligaw. 
and not Salisol. That's cute. They they obviously turned the game off <clears throat> in the sixth in inning. The sixth inning, thinking, all right, it's Salisol. People have to pay money for that. Another failure. Just rack them up. But you don't have to pay money to watch it on Big Elk TV. You do not have to pay money to watch it on Big Elk TV. Jared and Hunter will be there. We'll be doing our best. We, we, One thirty. Listen, I'm going to put the plea out. Just bear with us. We'll be it's doing. All good. We'll do our best. It's all good. One thirty. Big Elks and Ulaga, the Mustangs of Ulaga. Uh, also, Skinny on Sports podcast. If you missed the show entirely, you can go check that out at uh, just wherever podcast. Wherever you get a podcast, you can get ours too. How are you today, Jared? Very well. Very well. I'd like to say I'm enjoying this rain, but it's making me worry about said baseball games. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of starting to dissipate the further east it goes. Yeah. Um, I think the, the real problems may be caused later on when the thunderstorms start building up in that area. But I do believe that the Elks and Ulagaw will be able to get their game in before anything really happens. I think so. Just from the timeline that the the meteorologists are firing out there. There are just a couple of things that I'm worried about, and in this order. It's one, driving home, hoping I don't drive through any of this stuff, and two, getting the games after Elk City's games done. Yeah, I think it's because of, of the nature of the storms, you know, sometimes they don't necessarily just pop up everywhere. Right. So that could be a, po- you know, a, a positive, but... <clears throat> I don't know how good a chances that all four of those get played. I don't really think the chances are all that great, which then you and I were talking about what happens next. It's, it's a <laughs> what cluster. Happens tomorrow, it could leak yeah. all the way into next Tuesday, it feels like, because of, well, I mean, we're talking about, it's not as easy as, okay, we'll just push it back a day. And that's what I thought, because that's what A and B did last week. But wait a minute. What's happening Sunday right here in town? Yeah, graduation. We got graduation. And you can't just push that back. You got grandmas and grandpas coming in from a far away. So there's that. And I'm sure the OSSA takes all that into consideration. Then, you know, playing conditions and fields and moving fields around. Well, other schools have graduations and games and stuff like that, too. It's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. And and, and they have plans. They have always had these contingency plans. You know the OSSA does. I'm just kind of anxious to see what happens here. I guess maybe in a perfect world, you know, the the Elk City game gets done. And maybe if you you see that the storms are building, you know, in that 4 to 5 o'clock range, and it's available, maybe you just put the tarp down. Let the storm blow through, and then maybe try to pick it up. So more of a yeah. delay for just a couple of hours. Yeah. Because tomorrow looks fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> tomorrow looks like the best day for sure of all of these. And then, of course, the, the rain Saturday. So it's it's very, very interesting. On the text line, saying that it is possible to play on the same day as graduation, Weatherford did it. That wouldn't mean that the state championship game would have to be played like at 10 a.m. It feels well. Like. Here's here's another problem. What time's graduation? It's afternoon. Well, but there's also three games. Yeah, all at two a, three a, and four a. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe those wouldn't be the same place, and then you could could have them early enough to get everything in. Yeah, that's the the it's it, everything's up in the air past 
11 o'clock this morning. It's just all up in the air to see what happens weather-wise. But, uh, yeah, one thirty, Big Elks and Uligal. First round of the Class 4A baseball tournament. First game of the day is Fort Gibson and Tuttle. That'll be an 11 o'clocker. That was, that was a really good game last year. Fort Gibson kind of had Tuttle on the ropes until they botched a pop-up. Yeah. So that was a little, you know, that a game that I think Fort Gibson left thinking, boy, we could have won that one. And then after uh, the Elks, it's Blanchard and Pryor. It's supposed to be the 4 o'clock start. And then the nightcap, Cushing and Lone Grove. Cushing, the lone, undefe- uh, lone undefeated team in the tournament. Coming into the state tournament, what, 25-0. I didn't, think I, and 0. I didn't yeah. think I realized that. Yeah, they're undefeated. Um, those two those two have been pretty dominant against the teams they've played. Mm-hmm. They really have. Yeah, I'd, listen, I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. If, the, if the choice is play for the state baseball title or miss graduation. <laughs> Mail me my diploma. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. It's where my mind would be as well. So we've got that, 1.30. That'll be fun. Uh, also, state tennis tournament will start tomorrow with Elk City up there. I think they they got the, uh, the seating meetings and all that, and then matches will start Friday, go into Saturday. The OKC Tennis Center, you know, that could be another one. I don't think that whole thing is under roof, is it? It'd be a massive building. It's like 20 courts. Good question. So that that can be another thing to be on the lookout for. Also, something that I missed, I didn't even I, I don't know how I missed it. I knew that she did great in regionals, but uh Merritt's Bregan Barnett had a day at the two way track meet last Saturday. She won the three hundred hurdles, was third in the long jump, and was third in the hundred meter hurdles hurdles, maybe. That's awesome. Yeah. And she could, you know, she's an awesome shooter. The shooting sports. Man, talk about an all-around. Yeah, so she won the 300 hurdles. Was it the 100 hurdles where she was third? Yes, the 100 hurdles and the long jump. And she only she missed out on the 100 hurdles by 19 hundredths of a second. So that was a close race. And then long jump third pretty good day pretty 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 good day uh, looking at a aerial view of the OKC tennis center most of these courts are outside yeah I thought they were I thought there may have been some in and some and most out pretty cool looking yeah it's a heck uh, of a facility facility yeah right there off of what is that Portland I'm trying i I guess I never really paid attention to tennis, and where's that at? Yeah, pretty much at the intersection of, uh, yeah, what is that? Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, we'll see. But I think Friday, it actually will be okay, it's, uh, weather-wise. Yeah, I think tomorrow's going to be nice. But Some... it's a matter of today's games getting stopped and pushed back into Friday Will there be enough fields for them to play on? And playable fields, too. That's it depends on how much rain. That's right. And and the, how quickly, you know, we saw this at, at Shawnee last year. <clears throat> where 
it started raining. They were trying to get the tur- the uh, uh, the tarp down, but it was lightning, and they could, they wouldn't let them on the field. And so you just sat there and watched. I mean, you just sat there and watched it rain on that field because yep. it couldn't get the tarp on because of the lightning. And you went, well, this is done. Yeah, this may be done for two days. I mean, this is for sure done today, and probably done tomorrow at Shawnee. So that's that's another key aspect of it with a the amount of rain and b how fast you can how fast you know how fast you can you can get what you've got on there to to protect it as much as possible on the dirt because it is a a normal natural field mm-hmm. uh question has j max said who he's pitching yet if he has i would never say that I on think the air it's under lock and key <laughs> i think i have an idea of what what could happen but uh he has not. He has not said, "Hey, guess what, Skin? Here's who I'm gonna throw." You know, that has not happened to this point. If he's listening on the bus, maybe he can text us, and we will know. We won't. We won't let everybody know. We'll just say it into the microphone. Only those listening will hear it. <laughs> um, who would you go with? Yeah. To me, this is great because I was having this conversation with my wife of all people. It would be, for me, I would go with best available, and that's cash. You don't want to say what if, but that's me. What if Tuttle wins ahead of you? <laughs> oh, boy. Then Coop? Well, I mean, that's that's got to be that's what the thought, the thought process has to be. But here, here's another thing that, that goes into this is maybe you could have your cake and eat it, too. I know where you're going. With Go rain. Ahead. Yeah. You throw cash today, rain out tonight. What does that look like for tomorrow? If if a, if you can't get, you know, so let's say those other two games have to be played. Some other, you know, maybe other games have to be played at Edmund Memorial, you know, from 2A, let's say. Mm-hmm. They can't finish. So then all of a sudden now you got a four-game day to finish the quarterfinals, which means you push the semis back to Saturday. Oh, it rained all day. Probably, you know, then it's supposed to rain all day Sunday. It's a good chance on Monday. You know, so how far can, can you maybe get both? Have him throw today and then throw the next game as well. Right. What about pitching him a certain amount of pitches? Which will, nah, I don't, be that's like, not happening. Like 40? 35. 35. Uh, that's not happening. I, I mean, the, I think the only way you see something, that scenario at all, is if, say, he went out and threw two innings, and after two innings it was 12 to nothing. Exactly. Something, you know what I'm yeah. saying, like yeah. a, a, a weird thing like that. But I think once you get him out there, your plan is to use him. And and Jared's right. And you're right. No, I'm not. Broadbent's right, not no, me. No, but you said the same thing. <laughs> you can't. The last thing you want to do, I'm sure in Jay's, it's in his mind as well, is you don't want to be that guy that lost without throwing him. And yeah, so, and sometimes I the, think the what if game, you can't do that. You and can't. I think sometimes you get everyone gets caught up into how to win the whole thing and forgets you got to win the first game, right? Which I I don't think that's the way that Jay's thinking. I would put I, I would be pretty surprised 
just me, knowing him the way that I do, I would be pretty surprised if when Big Elk TV came on the air, it wasn't Cash Mayfield on the mound. I would just be pretty surprised. Even though it's tempting, and it is tempting. And in in a lot of ways, this is the – it's a huge compliment to Cooper and the way that he's thrown to even be having this conversation when you got a guy that uh, has been as dominant as Mayfield has been. Yeah. But that Cooper, Cooper Church has been phenomenal. He was great last weekend. No doubt. Great. I mean, he has been. And that's – you know that's kind of uh, the luxury that the Elks enjoy that maybe some other teams don't in this in this uh, 4A state baseball tournament is you know you can have a legitimate conversation about not putting Mayfield out there you know and I'm I'm Now wait a minute do you know that I'm not tech, I'm not reading that text out loud <laughs> Um I I'm kind of leaning towards you paying attention to that Tuttle for Gibson game in what happens. I'm kind of leaning that way. So what Jared's saying is because because Cooper has pitched against Tuttle a couple times, Cooper Tuttle has seen Cooper. If the Tuttle Tigers win game one, then uh, you would see you, you could see uh, Cooper throw today and Cash well, throw and let's the, do this the next day. Let's it's just win, call Jay. It's game day. No, <laughs> it's game day. Let's break down this tournament. Is are the two best teams on one side of the bracket? Man, I don't know. Uh, I think Lone Grove is really good. Obviously, Cushing's undefeated. Uh, and then you got, I mean, all you got on the other side is is those two, and then you know the defending state champion in Blanchard, who is back. Last time a Cushing team was undefeated, they lost in a championship game. So I hope it's them. I think it's pretty wide open. That honestly, that was a shot at football. Go ahead. I think it's wide open. Do you? I do. Okay. I, I I think you can make a case for a bunch of these teams to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think well, you can make the case I mean, for there's Blanchard's history win. there. Tuttle's been great. You talk about history there. Oak City is that team that nice show. You know, you always see that that team that was really good last year or in the year prior had a really good showing in the state tournament up until that sack uh, suicide squeeze there in the semifinal. And then you always see that next team that next year is like okay they broke through. So there's that for Elk City. Yeah, right here. Fort Gibson's got five seniors committed to play college baseball, and, one at yeah, OSU. Yeah, and a team that's that was there last year and gave Tuttle <clears throat> mm-hmm. everything that we yeah. talked about that. I mean, yeah, I can get on board with that as being wide open, sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's I was kind of talking with somebody about, you know, about this very conversation. And I said, man, sometimes I wish. And I don't know how. Now, help me out. How do they seed them? Is it based off of? It's not seeded. It's just. I mean, it's. it. No, I know, but how how they finish? District one champ right. plays district eight okay. champ. That's what I thought. from the regional. Yeah, I kind of wish they throw all that out and go. Let's reseed. I think there is some conversation about that changing. Okay, um, here's our eight. Who's the you know and have a coaches meeting or or officials meeting something and go. This is the clearly the best team. One versus eight. I think there two is, versus. Seven. I think there's conversation about that changing at some point. Because if you want my personal opinion, and a lot of times. It's, People don't agree with it. I feel like Oak City and Tuttle are the two best teams. That's my opinion. And I hate that there's a potential semifinal matchup for it. I'd it, want to see it in the championship It game. could be. I mean, when you look at what the Elks have done, um, you know, winning uh, winning both games home and home with Blanchard, 
one pretty handily and the other just a classic uh, that was a walk-off. You know, Tuttle's been really good. But, I mean, I just think – but I think that there's just a bunch of good teams. And you hope uh, – when you look at pitching, I think Elk City, Tuttle, and Blanchard seem to have maybe the most, which would obviously help, One, you know, moving on. That's 100% what you need to win a state tournament. We've said that for years. You can't rely on one pitcher in a state tournament. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I think work. maybe Lone Grove. You can has... get to a state tournament with the with the one strong arm, and that's testament what you talked about with with Cooper, with uh, Gino, with with those guys. They're just as good. I mean, they're not Cash Mayfield good, but they are quality pitchers in Class Four A. I agree with you there. It's, they're they have a, a great rotation there. Yeah, and five playoff and so games does... and giving up one run. Right. Yeah, that it's almost as good as you can do, and in, in and in a regional that a lot of people thought was the the toughest one in the state. So, you know, not only they, they threw it well, and that has to continue, and you know, get the get the hits when you need them, and next thing you know, it could be a lot of fun to be wearing the brown and white this week. Yeah, well, should be interesting. Should be should be interesting. Should be a lot of fun. And like I said at the end of the regional last week, I got a really good feeling about the Big Oaks this weekend. Or whenever it gets played. <laughs> but I, I got a really good feeling. But don't discredit Uligal. Like I said a couple days ago, they, they have won a handful of games here as of late. They're coming in pretty hot and you got a team like that that came in in dramatic fashion i mean they're on cloud nine 100 110 percent confident coming off of that uh that win that comeback win against salisol where they were in the corner on the ropes and they came out of it with the win they've been really good offensively all year long really good so you know uh, that old ad- there's that old adage that good pitching beats good hitting we might find out this afternoon. Once again, one thirty with the Big Elks and Ulaga. One thirty. And if we're looking for common opponents, Ulaga beat Weatherford earlier in the year, eleven to three. I think Elk City beat them eleven to three. One of those two district games. Yeah, it was. Looking for other. There's not really other common opponents. Here's the deal. It's the best eight. You know, it's going to be a quality opponent each and every time you go out. Yep. All right. I can't tell if our man Will is yanking our chain or if he's being serious. He says he's being serious. We'll keep on harping on it, but don't forget, 1.30 this afternoon, Big Elk TV, the Elk City Elks, and the Ooligaw. Talala Muskan. Are you going to – I got a question for you, Jared. Are you going to say Ulaga Talala every time? Probably not. That seems like a lot. Seems like it could get, cat, the cat could get your tongue on that one. No no offense to the good folks at Talala. Is that a town, I assume? I assume. Okay. Like a rap butler. Right. I think it's Ulaga Talala. Okay. I don't remember the school Talala. I feel though. sorry for those towns that are the second <laughs> name in the consolidation because – they often get dropped. We don't say 
Fort Cobb Broxton a lot. We just say Fort Cobb. It's true. We do say Rappo Butler a lot, though. Yeah. I do, anyways. It just kind of depends on how much it ro- how easy it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Arapaho Butler. That's a little hard. That's a little. That one's a little That's bit a tongue twister. It is. You know, it's interesting because, you know, Cheyenne Raiden isn't very hard to say. No. But I find myself leaving Raiden off. Yeah. And just saying Cheyenne. I feel sorry for those towns. What about the town up north where they consolidated like three? Fargo uh, Gage Fort Supply? Yeah. Fargo Gage Fort Supply. And then I believe the actual high school is in Fort Supply. And it's the last one of the three. Yeah, there, you hear people do this. Lakeba Sickles, but you just say Sickles. Lakeba <laughs> is one of the only ones that might get the, the front end town get left off. I've always said Lakeba Sickles. Lakeba Sickles. Hydro Weekly. But, but Lakeba Sickles, I mean, that one's been that way since I can remember. Same here. Growing up, it's always been right. Lakeba Sickles. You Same know, thing with Hydro Weekly. I mean, it's I, always been Hydro Weekly. I mean, I me. went to a game at Butler. Oh, back yeah. in the nine, you know, yeah, back in the late nineties. Yep. I mean, an intense basketball game at Butler. Yeah, I remember when that school was open. Yeah. Ruben Uribe and Josh Moore against D Hig and Alan Orgain and Curtis Irwin. Ooh, that sounds like Hammond a lot. versus Butler. Man, I like to see that right now. Oh, dude, <laughs> it was intense. Let's get that in the Warrior Dome or over, over in Arapahoe or something. I think it needs to be at Butler. Maybe at Butler. I think the gym's still there. It was a small gym, and people were in there, and they were fired up, and it was a good game. Burns Flat Dill City. It's always been Burns Flat Dill City for me anyways. Right? Yeah, I leave off Dill City, unfortunately. But, I do, yeah, I don't remember Dill City playing anything necessarily. I know that I know a guy that played from Dill City back in the day. Do you? Yeah. And he hits from the white tees now, so it must have been way back Ooh. in the day. Way back. Now, sorry, Talala. It's going to be Ulaga. I might at the very end. Elk City wins big over Ulaga Talala. Let's take a break. <laughs> My wife would say, don't throw that out there into the universe. Afraid you'll jinx it. Oh, I see. Good stuff. Uh, NBA playoffs last night. Both teams that had to win did on their home floors, forcing game sixes. This is New York. Knocked off Miami 112-103, so go back to Miami for game six with the Heat, a chance to eliminate the Knicks. Jalen Brunson was awesome last night with 38 on 12-22 shooting. And so the Knicks stave off elimination and head back to Miami, as did the defending champs. I think we both had a, a pretty fair idea that we thought this would happen. And Golden State knocks off the Lakers 121 to 106. Golden State got 20 plus from Curry, Wiggins, and Green and Draymond. Anthony Davis left in on a uh, on a wheelchair with a head injury. That was weird. Chuck and Shaq had some fun with that after the game. Like, why do you need a wheelchair if your head hurts? Type thing. Uh, but now it comes down to uh, these game sixes for the for those road teams trying to get back home for game seven, uh, had that stat that Golden State, after winning on the road in round one against Sacramento, they they have won a road game in 28 straight series, which is 
an NBA record, and that streak is going to have to get to 29 in order for the Warriors to have a chance to repeat as champs. You know, this is this is where we've seen those guys. I mean, everyone remembers game six here in 2016 when Clay Thompson just went absolutely nuts. Durant and Westbrook folded down the stretch, and, and the Warriors went on to, to come back from a 3-1 deficit to knock out the Thunder in the Western Conference Finals. I just don't quite get the sense that they had the firepower to do it this time, though, Jared. This feels like a Showtime and Hollywood type game, and and LeBron's going to show up and close this out in front of the home crowd. We haven't seen LeBron go nuts yet in this series, and kind of picking his spots and hang. You know, mm-hmm. we haven't seen it happen. And I have a feeling you're right. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. Is watch out, we're going to see LeBron take over this basketball game like he hasn't done yet and force the Lakers into the Western Conference Finals. Right. Seems like that stage is set. Yep. We've And we've seen him do it in the game uh, sixes as well. Yeah. Most notably the year in 2012, going into Boston in a game six and putting up like 48 to force a game seven, which they would win, and then, of course, knock out the Thunder in the finals. Speaking of Boston, they're going to have to win on the road tonight against Philly. Down 3-2, as is Phoenix. But Phoenix is at home. That's the difference there. Home game or The home team has won every game in that Phoenix-Denver series. Philly and Boston. Philly's won twice in Boston. Now can Boston return the favor and force a game seven back at home? Of these two series, which one is still playing after tonight? Uh, I'll go with... I think Boston's uh, Sixers. Boston wins. I'm not ready to bury Boston just yet. Yeah, I think Boston wins. How about you? I would say... I think they're both done after tonight. Really? Yeah. Man, there's just something wrong with Phoenix. Aiton's pouting. CP3 is hurt. You know, they're they're depending so much on Durant and Booker. And if those guys aren't just superhuman, it just feels like Denver has too much. They can't do anything with Jokic because Aiton can't can't even get in his way. I just think that uh, this this may be it uh, for Phoenix, and then they have then they'll try to figure out what to do to to be a title contender next year when they have kind of a whole season with Durant being there and, and an off season to re reshuffle the deck a little bit. All right, college football. If I said to you, Jared, who was the best team in the playoff era? Just the, the what, eight, nine years of the playoff? This will be year 10, is that right? I, I think so. so. Yeah, 2014, yeah. Still it's hard young. to believe. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to believe it's been that many. If I, in, that, in that span of time, if I said to you, who was the best team to never make it into the playoff, who would you say? Man. Not not historically as a program. Like a specific team? I'm talking about a, 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 or just, a just a program. In, 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 that's in, been good in that playoff in era? In that playoff era, but hasn't made its way into the playoff. Well, I mean, it's hard-pressed not to say Oklahoma State. Am I right? 
it they've had some good teams in this time span we're talking about and they've just missed out and it feels like even times that they if they got in they had a real shot of winning the whole dang thing so that i'll go with that one i mean the uh i think think about if they win the big 12 championship game just two years ago just two years ago they had a defense that Mm -hmm. that could shut down really good offenses I would have loved to see that in the playoff and see what would have happened. But I'll, uh, yeah, Oklahoma State. I mean, they got they've had a lot of wins in that time span too, and it's just kind of kind of eye raising, eyebrow raising. Go, wow, they've won that many games and have not punched their ticket to the playoff. They haven't broken through to the playoff. The big problem that's like, oh well, <laughs> because OU kept getting in. That's right. They kept winning the Big Twelve and and going. So. I'll, I'll go with Oklahoma State. It just kind of felt like you were just waiting for them to get in, and they haven't yet. I think it's one of three, and it's OSU's one of those. Oklahoma State, I think, is there. I think you can build a case for Wisconsin to be there. They've fallen off a little bit the last couple of years, but now with Fickle, but you know they've been yeah. they've been consistently good. And I think Penn State is that other team. Yep, that are the, those three. To me, seem like the ones that that belong, and because of their, they've been consistent. They've been pretty consistently good throughout those the entirety of that time span. Mm-hmm. You know, there's maybe a little bit of dip here and there, but for the most part, you know, you're, you're thinking of those teams as 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 contenders. And then uh, the other one is Utah. Yeah, no, Utah's been good throughout that time as well so those are kind of the ones and and it's and it's funny because there's some blue bloods on this list that we're about to to talk about that haven't been as good as kind of these these teams that aren't quite considered in the same upper echelon of the history of college football like some other teams that still haven't made it to the playoff but have a little bit more of a, of a, a rich history throughout the entirety of the sport so, taking everybody into account that hasn't made it to the playoff, I ask you, who's got the best chance to make it this season for the first time? Well, let's go with Utah. With everything with, that of everybody, you can now bring in. You can now bring in. I know everybody. Saying. Okay, that's that has not made the playoff. That's right. Yeah, who has the best chance to break you through this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll stay with Utah. Uh, if they can, it would almost have to be a perfect season. It would have to be a perfect season, right? Because of of their perception of the Pac-12. I know Pac-12 kind of re- kind of uh, changed people's opinion last year, and it helped with Caleb Williams win the Heisman and in, in, in USC and all that. But then they took a shot to the you know where after losing to Tulane. But um, but Utah's over here going, hey, we beat these guys twice. We're the reigning Pac-12 champs. And they got a lot coming back too. If they can go through undefeated, do it again, I can definitely see them breaking through. And there's in in that perception of the Pac-12 got a lot better with. Well, I mentioned Caleb Williams, Cam Rising, DJ at Oregon State. Oregon's looking pretty good. They look like they're a, a a trending team on the way up. So, it's not a laughable league. In the immediate, I don't think it will be next year. 
No. So give me Utah. No, it's there. I think you can make the case that the Pac-12 is the second best league in the country, and a big part of it is because of those quarterbacks that they got coming back. Mm-hmm. The Heisman winner. You mentioned DJ. Bo uh, Nix. That's not, I yeah, Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo, Bo Nix at, at Oregon. Uh, Penix Jr. at Washington. Love that guy. All of a sudden, Shadir Sanders at Colorado. We'll see how good he is. Yeah, true. Well, who's he going to throw to? Yeah, maybe nobody. But, <laughs> you know, I think I think the Pac-12. And that's why I wouldn't say Utah or USC is because of how good the Pac-12 is going to be. I th- I cannibalism think, effect. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's just a little bit, and, and Utah's schedule, they they got some really tough games on the road especially. I mean, you look at out of conference, they go to Baylor. How good is Baylor going to be? I don't know, but that's not, you know, we go to Baylor, to Oregon State, to USC, to Washington. Yeah, that's that's a slew of road games for the Utes. Even though they, you know, they, they may be a better team than they were a year ago as Pac-12 champs, but you wouldn't know it because of the the brutality of that schedule on the road. Man, that's that's a tough schedule. They do get Oregon at home, but man, I, I mean that's that's pretty rough. I would actually. God, am I really going to do this? Am I going to buy in? Am I buying into the hype? The old Texas hype. The burnt orange hype. Well, it's like COVID. Eventually, you get it. It's true. <laughs> and then you get over it <laughs> in a hurry after their first loss. I think it's Texas. And schedule is a big part of it. I, I mean, we've ranted and talked about this, how bad. I mean, how bad the schedules are. Texas is the go, obviously, that Alabama game, which, honestly, to me, it's a mulligan. If they lose... I don't think it hurts them. Yeah. If they run the table, they're I mean, in. Losing to them last year didn't hurt them. No. You know, I, until they lost other games. That's but right. At that point, it's like, okay, this team might be all right. Look what they did against Alabama. And then if they find a way to win that game, mm-hmm. talk about it. And I said this, that's very possible. Their, their schedule, you know what it reminds me of? With that Alabama game right there, the 2017 Sooners. Going to Ohio State and oh, getting yeah. that win, yeah, that's a good. And one. then you, and then when you come down to you don't you don't see this very often, but even like that year when it came down to it, kind of who was who. Ohio State was trying to make a case to that. Oh, our you know this is better than the Oklahoma's resume. Well, they beat you on your home field, right? So yeah. nice try. All, there's always that, yeah. And so you know that that could be the same way for the Longhorns. And as soon as I say that, they'll lose they'll do what they do best and that's just let you down yeah here's but a kind of i've a, been a i've been a years guy maybe gosh he was up and down last year in a new system with a new guy you know he'll have to be way better he'll have to be more i, I think he will be actually i think he will be better in his second did you year. see what herb said our old friend herb meyer now oh, with a girl in his lap now what he say he that, said he thought texas had the best roster in the country okay yeah he's clearly got drinking that burn orange kool-aid now too. wait a minute why do you think he's How doing that? How many times have we heard this? Why do you think he's doing that? Do you think to, he's to putting get, the pressure to, on Steve Sarkeesian for so that when he goes seven and five, they fire him so and then Herb the will job. be right there? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Herb is a slimy snake. Yes, he is. He'd fit right in down there, wouldn't he? You know, there's one other team that 
is the darling of everybody that I almost said instead of Texas. And now I wish I would have because just seeing the disgust in your face and it makes me realize how often we do hear this and they're, they're never any good or they haven't been lately. The other one's Florida State. No, 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 they made the playoff. Never mind. They made made the playoff. Yeah, Yeah. they made it. They made it the first year. Right. Because they won the BCS. But that's never mind. Can't be Florida State. I'm surprised we haven't even mentioned USC. I mean, I kind of did, but not not in this conversation. Are they – I mean, that's kind of the same same vein. They're a little bit like Texas. Oh, I think they're a little bit like Texas. Yeah. They get a lot of hype and then – See it when you believe it. Yeah. I mean, they've been better. Riley himself has been better. And has been good enough to make the playoff, obviously, here. But, gosh, when you – I mean, did, did it not just feel like a broken record watching his team Yep. do what they did a year ago? Yep. Defensively, it was, it's like the same thing, the exact same thing. And I think that – I think that sticks with the committee, honestly. Like, why would we put a Lincoln-Riley team in again just to see his defense not show up? I really do. If it's down the two teams, USC and someone else, say, what what if it's USC and Texas and they got to pick one? All right, so their schedule, they being USC, uh, San Jose State, Nevada at home in the out of conference, Stanford, who's been terrible. You know, the road games in the conference at Arizona State, at Colorado, they do go to Notre Dame in the middle of October. They do go to Oregon in the next to last game of the season. They've got Utah at home. They got Washington at home. They got UCLA at home. It's pretty tough. I mean, yeah, I know, but still, it's hard to find more than a loss. So it, they they feel like that they'll be in a lot of the same situation they were a year ago, depending on how everything else plays out around the country. Going into the Pac-12 title game with a good shot at making the playoff, mm-hmm. almost a repeat of last year. Final question about this, and we'll move on to the non-conference stuff. But you know, Cincinnati broke through as a mid-major to get in. What 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 team do you think maybe either should have or could a mid-major? Man, I don't know that, if there's any left that's been good enough, but there's just no room for them. Thus, the expansion is coming. But who do you think? I think your answers all went to the Big Twelve. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Houston and the, Cincinnati, Central Florida. UCF. I mean, think about who it's been. Right. It's kind of been those guys. Those guys kind of hang out. Memphis at one time was in the conversation. Um, I found a list here of teams that have won a lot of games in the playoff era. Uh, Appalachian State has won 80. Yeah. I think I came across that list yesterday, and I quit looking at it because it had a bunch of small schools. Boys State, 76. Yeah, but see the but who you playing, you know? You and you almost you almost have to have a season under your belt and then going into the next like one. Like Cincinnati had. Like Cincinnati had. Yeah. Exactly right. And there's really nobody that fits that bill. Not this year. Eh, you know what? Yeah, there is. Who's that? Tulane. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, they they got that win you mentioned over USC last year. You know, so that may be them. I have no idea what their schedule is. I have no idea what they coming back. They have coming back, but maybe Tulane could could fit that mold. Their coach yeah. still there? Yeah, it's that old dude. He didn't Willie Fritz. He no, didn't, he Willie didn't Fritz is like seventy. 
good night. What are they in the sun something? What are they in? No, they're in Conference USA, aren't they? Or did he go? Yeah, he's at Tulane. No, they're, no, they're in the American. The American Conference. That's right, not Conference USA. The American. They're in the American, the ACC. The AAC. The AACCAC. AAC, American um, Athletic Conference. Why won't? It, why is this so hard to find? Here, we'll take a break while you're finding it. Yeah, we'll talk about that non-conference stuff. Uh, they have Ole Miss in New Orleans at Yolman, not in the Dome or anything. So they would almost have to win that and win out at Memphis. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe. At least they have the cachet going into the year. Yep. Wrapping up a Thursday. Don't forget Big Elk's Uligaw Class 4A State Baseball Quarterfinal coming up at 1.30. BigElkTV.com. Jared Hunter will be on site to bring you the action from Edmund Memorial at 1.30 this afternoon. All right, you were talking about the, the, the best non-conference games of this upcoming college football season. I found a list of 13. Yeah. That is headlined by a couple we've already mentioned today. Texas going to Alabama. Florida and LSU in Orlando. Some others. Florida State and uh, yeah, LSU. So, yeah, yep. Florida State and LSU. Uh, some others. Uh, Ohio State is going to Notre Dame. Then Notre Dame's going to Clemson. Washington at Michigan State. North Carolina, South Carolina. That's played at Charlotte. Utah at Baylor. There's Florida at Utah. West Virginia going to Penn State. A&M at Miami. Our new conference mates, UCF at Boise. Minnesota at North Carolina. And then here's an interesting one I did not realize until I opened up this list. Oregon at Texas Tech. Hmm, a good one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would actually put that one above a few of the ones that they have in yeah. in, in front of it. But uh, out of those, you know, which one kind of looking forward to? the most let's go with I just got a feeling Notre Dame's not very good when I got a feeling Texas is going to get blown out Florida State LSU is intriguing LSU come on hot at the end of the year Florida State as well but then Florida State I mean let's be honest shouldn't have struggled with OU like they did that one that one looks fun for me how about you Florida State, LSU, in Orlando. What about you? Uh, Texas and Bama. Is it? Yeah, because I, I mean, for the first time in a while, when you start looking at some of these, you know, post-spring top 25s, or there's people that don't even have Alabama in the top five. And I don't know if that's just a giant overreaction to what they saw from the quarterback spot with Bryce Young leaving. Jalen Milrow, when, even when he stepped in for Young, didn't look the part of what we've seen out of Alabama. It was more of a throwback to the Jake Coker, A.J. McCarron days, Greg McElroy, you know, than what yeah. they've had um, with, with Tua and then Bryce Young, obviously. Uh, they're kind of back-to-back-to-back to back to back here at, at playing quarterback at Alabama, Jalen and, you know, those guys. Yeah, even Hurts, yeah. So, 
And then, of course, Texas has all those question marks. I mean, talented, sure, but they're always supposedly talented. And is you know, and of course, it's the the teacher versus the pupil that outside of Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher wants nobody can beat Nick Saban. That's worked for him. You know, and, and Sarkeesian was kind of his reclamation project down there. So that, I think there's a lot of things outside of it just to be a Texas analogy, just the names. I, I think there's question marks surrounding both of those teams. Yeah. And that's fun. That's what, I mean, what, what happens if the Tex- at the Texas-Alabama game, if Alabama comes out, quickly gets up 14-0, 17-0, Texas offense does not look good? I mean, do we already start here rumblings of they need to put in Manning? I don't know if he's even their next quarterback. Yeah. With Malik, uh, uh, but know. that's the problem. They're always going to hear that as soon as. Oh, it'll happen right as here too. As soon as there's. As oh soon yeah, as, yeah, yeah, as soon as Dylan, yeah. As soon as Dylan Gabriel doesn't score a touchdown on a drive against yep. whoever. Yeah, you know, we've we've seen the it first, play out. The first overthrow. Uh, yeah. Jackson Arnold. We want Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, you know, I. I think that that Sarkeesian tried to. To nip that in the bud as much as he possibly could, coming out of spring yeah, and I saying, him, "Listen, I give him credit for that." You know, that's that's obviously an attempt, and there's some risk, even though Manning just signed. And I think they've surely had that conversation of, "Listen, Arch Quinn's going to be the quarterback this year. He has a good year. He's headed to the pros. If not, beat him out, and you'll be the guy." That's not something a guy that highly rated wants to hear, but I think that's just the the truth of it. And and for him to do that post spring and not have some kind of fantasy land quarterback competition that to hold somebody here or there, a la what we saw, I mean, with Austin Kendall and Kyler Murray. I think that's that's a little bit of a throwback to to a different time in college football. Even though I get it, Arch Manning just signed this in December. There's still a little bit of a risk with the way the portal is, the way NIL is, but maybe that also speaks to you're not dealing with a normal kid You're in a normal family when it comes to the Mannings. They get it. They've done their research. They've done their due diligence. And that's you know that's why he's where he's at. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, oh, the fans are at one million percent. You can already hear it. Yeah. Coming from there. I also, you know, you mentioned that you didn't like Notre Dame. It's interesting what they've got. Because that hosting Ohio State and then going to Clemson, one of those in September, one of those in November, that's uh, that's a tough task. I mean, that's a obviously, if you're ranking non-conference schedules across the country, Notre Dame is going to be far and away number one, playing those two teams. I, I want to see what Sam Hartman can do. The transfer quarterback from what, what uh, from uh, Wake Forest mm-hmm. yeah. is is he kind of the difference? They haven't had a difference maker at quarterback, even when they've been good. You know, you've had a Tommy Reese or whoever, just kind of a, a guy at quarterback. Now do you have a dude at quarterback with Sam Hartman? And is he kind of the key to unlocking that extra level of success for Notre Dame? Yeah. How about the Big 12? Any non-conference games you're looking forward to? Utah-Baylor for sure. Okay, we mentioned that. Anything else? Uh, and then the Tech, yeah, t- I didn't realize tech, it until today. Tech-Oregon. Yep. Uh, that's it. That's really a really, really interesting game. And, of course, there's always uh, BYU-Utah. Did they not play this year? Golly. BYU, I had that up. BYU play their non-conferences, and this is actually one I'm looking forward to. They do not play Utah. But I was going to say, because if Utah had to play them, 
They've got Baylor, Florida, and BYU. Yeah. That's a heck of a uh, non-conference. BYU game. is at Arkansas this year. Yeah, there you go. I knew could, they had. I knew they could, had one. Could be fun. Uh, others in the Big Twelve that kind of stand out: Kansas State at Missouri, maybe uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, Colorado is interesting. That's not Big Twelve, but that one's interesting to well, me. Well, you mentioned TCU Colorado, and Colorado. TCU and Colorado. How about West Virginia at Penn State? Yeah, that one's on this list here. Oh, it is number nine. Yeah. So some look, something to look forward to. I mean, the the ones in state, the one notable one because it could be season defining is is OSU at Arizona State. There's nothing for OU. No, I mean that Tulsa doesn't do anything. No, Oklahoma's got. I mean, it's the easiest schedule they've had. In years and years and years and years and years. Yep. Non-conference, it's the easiest to it's, it's easiest since the uh, national title year of two thousand. I mean, that year I think they had UTEP, Arkansas State, and somebody else. Maybe so told it, it was. Um, was it Louisville? No, but that no. was ninety nine. They played yeah. Louisville. I can't remember. It was UTEP, Arkansas State, and North Texas because that's when they they wore the. Uh, no, that was two thousand and three. That was 2003. I looked this up the other day when I heard him talking about it. Yeah. Now we got to look it up before we go off air. Oh, here it is. We'll get the answer right here. Rice. Yep. Rice. That's right. That's exactly right. Rice. Utah. Yep. Utah. UTEP. Arkansas Arkansas State. UTEP. I'm sorry. And Rice. Rice. But the difference was you had a way better conference that year with Nebraska, Kansas State, A&M. Texas than what you got right now. It's one of the easiest OU schedules that I have ever seen. Which is, you know, why there'll be a lot of question marks surrounding the head coaching position if Oklahoma can't show marked 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 improvement well, yeah. over last year. All right, Jared, one thirty. You better right. get going. Yes. Let's uh what was the topic we were gonna cover and we forgot? Schedule release, maybe. Maybe that. Bedlam. Bedlam. Be- Bedlam in postseason. I'm, yeah, I'm interested to hear about that. And your, schedule release. Yeah, schedule release, which will happen tonight, so we can we can really kind of pick down. through it tomorrow. Right. Big Elks and Ulga, 130 on BigElkTV.com. Everybody have a great day. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. <laughs>